Hi, everybody. This is Erica Plankhagen. I'm the communications manager at the Presbytery of Southern New England, and this is Connecting Our Conversations, our uh, occasional podcast. It's a space for conversations that push the edges of our faith and help us to deepen discipleship. Today, I am very excited to be talking to Nancy Boyd and the Reverend Kevin White, who are from Calvin Presbyterian in Cumberland, Rhode Island. Uh, They just celebrated their 50th anniversary, (laughs) and and that happened this past weekend, right, guys? Yes. Yes. Yay! It it was a success. Yay! (laughs) The weather was perfect, and a lot of it was held outside, so you couldn't ask for a a nicer day to have it. Ah, perfect. I was hoping you all could introduce yourself real quick. I'd be interested to know how long you've been in our presbytery bounds and then how long you have been at Cumberland. Maybe we start with Kevin. Sure. Uh, Kevin White. I am the the pastor here at at Calvin Church. I am in my seventh year. So I came came here. This is my first call. Um, Mm. So we we moved up. My, uh, My wife and son and I moved up here to, uh, to the great and mighty state of Rhode Island uh, back in, let's see, it was the tail end of January 2015. It was right when all those snowstorms kept coming one after the other. Um, we, mo- we moved up in, the, in a wonderful New England winter and realized we didn't have snow boots or anything like that, and we had to figure out <laughs> how to survive up here. Um, so I'm in, my, I'm in my seventh year here at Calvin. And Nancy? I joined Calvin Presbyterian, well, it was actually Lonsdale Church at that time, June 6, 1960. I've lived in Rhode Island all my life. I've lived in within about five miles of where I am now. And I grew up in, as a Baptist and eventually the Baptist church closed. And um, Reverend Jesperson came to visit my father-in-law who was a member of the Lonsdale Church. And I, I had tried a couple of other Baptist churches, but after meeting Mr. Jesperson, I felt I was going to try the Presbyterian Church. So that's my story of becoming a Presbyterian. And here you are. <laughs> and, here <she> is. <laughs> and I'm still and, here. Yes. And, and Nancy, yeah. Nancy is one of our one of our church elders. She is uh, currently active on on session. Um, she tends to uh, when she has to rotate off, she takes a year off, and then she jumps right likes to jump right back in. Oh, bless you. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> I don't like to say this, but it's probably going to be my last round of being on the session because of age, but we'll see. We'll talk about that later, Nancy. <laughs> about to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I've been involved in various worshiping communities, and I know when a big anniversary is coming up, you tend to start thinking about it a couple years ahead of time. So I bet when you were starting to plan your 50th wedding stuff, you weren't thinking also that there would be a pandemic and distancing and all these things. Yeah. Actually. Oh, really? uh, It was not (laughs) on our radar. Um, I think it, if it was, it was kind of maybe, maybe on our radar a couple of years ago. It was like, Oh, we'll get to, you know, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, And then it fell if. It was it was off the table, off our radar um, <laughs> through the pandemic, and then of somebody, yeah, uh, it was last spring. Um, I think part of it is so our the church itself formed in 1971, but uh, the building we're in now was built in 1974. So what you see when you come in, there's a cornerstone on the building that says 1974. So I think that oh. number is probably in people's consciousness more than the 1971 
Mm-hmm. Um, and Does that mean we have another party in nineteen? Uh, hey, in a couple of years, whatever. we'll have an, we'll have another party. Absolutely. Okay. Um, so it wasn't on anybody's radar until it was brought up last spring. Someone went, "Wait a second, <laughs> this is this is the fiftieth year." And, you know, we are in the midst of a pandemic and trying to figure it out. And um, I think our first thought was, well, we'll look to celebrate in the fall because vaccines were coming out at the time this kind of came up um, last spring. And I think we were thinking, you know, vaccines are coming out by the fall. You know, we'll get through the summer by the fall. Things will be a whole lot better. And uh, so it's a good time to celebrate. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And, and the weather helps with outdoor and distancing. Right. Yeah. And all right. those. Now our, our hopes for things calming down pandemic wise didn't quite pan out. No. Um, yes. And we were very cautious about the food and all we didn't go, go get elaborate. We just had sandwiches, mm-hmm. which we had individually wrapped where they were, and they were catered and we didn't have salads and chips and stuff like that. We just had bags of potato chips or snacks so people could have it. So that be, people wouldn't be reaching into different bowls and just yeah. just everything was just touched by the person that wanted to eat it. So I'm wondering if having to do what what would be a really big party usually mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. people touching all the same food and mm-hmm. all that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. If having to be so mindful, did that detract from some of the joy or did it just color it differently? Was it just nice to be together? How did it feel? Yes. And before that, before we had decided what we were going to do, there was talk of having a pot potluck and people that I talked to all said, there's no way they were going to have a potluck because they didn't want to have open food or anything around. So, so this was the, the answer. And it was a success because uh, I mean, people were comfortable and we saw people coming out that's been normally doing Sunday school on, online, I mean, church online. So, I mean, people were coming out, to, came out to the church also. And I think they all felt comfortable. Oh, that's yeah. wonderful. <laughs> we, um, yeah, we, we've been kind of hybrid, you know, we, at the beginning of the pandemic, like everywhere, pretty much everywhere else, we went full virtual pre-recorded services, but online. And then we, we moved slowly to a hybrid model with limited in-person and online. And um, we've got more in-person now, but it's still spaced, you know, spaced out yeah. and attendance in-person is definitely, you know, like lots of places is not what it was because oh, we've yeah. got kind of this hybrid thing going. Um, but I, I think even though the the plans that we, that we had for this past Sunday uh, we're definitely more muted and a lot lower key than what they pro- otherwise would have been. Um, I think just people having the opportunity to be together that haven't been. Uh, we had a lot of folks come out that have been doing just online stuff or or not really um, in person stuff uh, for for a good portion of this pandemic. We had people that hadn't been in the sanctuary. Uh, since the pandemic began uh, that came. So I think it was it was a lot lower key than it otherwise would have been. But there was another way in which I, I feel like it was it was way more joyful just because of the circumstances of being able to see see people and be together in a way that we haven't really been able to in a long time. I feel well, like we, have, something- oh, we have a group called the SOS band that practices in our church. 
and they do volunteer concerts for us a couple times a year. So they were willing to play and they were, they were, they were outside. So it made the afternoon even nicer because people were sat around after they ate and just didn't feel like they had to leave. They could still hang out together and sit out in the, in the nice shade of the trees out there and enjoy the fresh air. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the, the band, it was their first concert since the pandemic began because they took a long hiatus too, and have just now started to get back together. And so it was their first opportunity to do a concert too. So uh, I think it was really, it was really neat for them. They, they had a great time just being able to play mm. as well. I'm really struck by how this, um, you know, birthday party <laughs> be- yeah. became the sort of um, reconnection point in community, both the community inside Cumberland and then it sounds like outside too you were outside in the world mm-hmm. and bringing in the other band that's that's a really interesting thing that something that could have been very personal became something much bigger mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. um so tell me I, I've here so we're talking about the 50th birthday tell me about the first birthday how did these how did this church come to be <laughs> Nancy was there, so I'm going to let her take that first. I was there, and I, I <laughs> might not have the numbers and the facts yeah. completely right, but I belonged to the Lonsdale Church, and there was a church in Central Falls. And um, I think we were both we were both in areas that weren't building up in people. I mean, people were coming in from Europe and other kind of South America and all. So the fact that we wouldn't be have many more Presbyterians moving into the area made both of us realize that we probably had to move and do something and join together. I think it took a few years. I think they got together at one point and they just talked about it and it didn't go anywhere. Then they got together again. And the situation there was that we would sell both churches and we would build a church of our own. And then we would also get a new pastor to start with the whole. So we were starting just as a fresh new church. Um, we did, as the church was being built, we spent a few months in the Lonsdale Church for services, and then we spent some time in the Central Falls Church. And then we had the big event out in the front lawn of the church when the building was finally open. And I'm not sure if that was, what, that was 1974, but I'm not sure if it was an Easter Sunday or if it was just a lot, loads and loads of people there sitting on the lawn. <laughs> Again, we have a beautiful front lawn and we like to use it. Sounds but like, that was how sounds like some resurrection either together. way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm just really struck by your your church began with a pivot with a this is the situation we're in and what can we make from that? And this whole new church and this bright, vibrant lawn and community space. And and now you had to pivot again with COVID and, and the party yeah. you had. Um what do you think that speaks for the future of, of Cumberland? I know hmm. it's a big question. Yeah. Yeah. I'll leave this it, one to Nancy. Well. Answer that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's, that's true that um, yeah. Back when the, the churches merged and it was um, I was, I wasn't there, but um, looking back on kind of the history of it, uh, I know that those conversations about mer- those two churches merging because of declining membership and wanting to kind of you know pool resources and um, refocus some. Um, it took it was a number of years. I know there were some stops and starts. I think mm. in the in the '60s conversations started and then kind of didn't go anywhere. And you know it's not easy to to bring two churches with. Uh, you can be really cl- same denomination and very close in, in polity and practice and theology and all this, but each church, you know, comes with its own unique flavors and traditions. And 
um, it, it's not an easy thing. Uh, and so it, it took some time. Uh, and then it, it did happen in 1971. Um, and I know they were very intentional about uh, really being a merger and not having one church kind of take over the, the culture of the, of the, the new church. Um, I think Nancy Wright didn't, uh, wasn't there very intentionally. We're going to, while we're getting, a, while the building was being built and before the church had a building, uh, the, the new church, there were times worshiping in, in one, one of the older churches and then switching to another, right? So that there was right. um, trying to make it, make sure it was very clear that this is both congregations. They tried to be even together. with both churches yeah. to be, give them equal time, I guess, is the way I could say it. Yeah. So that they, but then nobody, with that, we wouldn't favor one over the other. Yeah. And then with that new a, a new new church really developed. You kind of take take from the past, and everyone brings that, and then it kind of forms itself into some, a new expression of that. Um, and that's you know thinking about now where we are with all churches. We're all having to do a lot of pivoting and rethinking. And you know, a fifty year anniversary is as good a time as any to to look back and take stock um, and see what do, what are we bringing from from the past. Mm-hmm. Um, into this new thing, uh, in this case, whatever, whatever post-pandemic is or is not or looks like, or if that's even a meaningful thing to say, who knows? Um, but whatever the next looks like, it's going to require us hold. You know, seeing what are we holding on to, um, and how is that going to be forged into something new, a new expression of, of the church, a new expression of how do we proclaim the gospel in the in this new way, like the same gospel that's been a part of, of who we've been since the beginning, but now expressing it in a new way uh, for, for these new times that, that we're in. I'm really struck that um, with the merger, that intentional being in equal spaces to say the kind of church that Cumberland was going to be in the, in the future. And I'm, I'm just sort of playing with this idea in my head of that how we practice intentionally now will color what we grow mm. into. Um, and I don't know if I have a thought much beyond that, just yeah. that you all chose to yeah. to celebrate this thing, this this anniversary, and you chose to do it outside and you chose to bring in the band and what that, you know, just little things. What does it mean that you brought in the community and, and what does it mean that you allowed for people to feel comfortable hybrid and virtual and that you were so thoughtful about the food and all these things are going to color what Cumberland becomes. Yeah. Uh, here's hoping. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. send that out. That's yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. And I, I think feel oh, we do Nancy, have to make ahead. some changes. I'm not good at that because I've been doing the same thing for all my mm-hmm. life at Calvin. And, uh, and, but I will accept whatever changes come along and go along with it. But I mean, there's, we've got an older congregation too, so uh, that's going to be maybe some problems if we have to make some changes. So we'll have to be very gradual. Well, yeah. but I mean, look at the conversation yeah. we're having now on Zoom. Like, <laughs> I was going to say that the yes, you know what Nancy said, but there's folks that you know are are Zoom wizards now that you know that mm. wouldn't have even touched the technology. Um, and that's in some ways, it's a small thing. It's one little bit of technology, but it also, you know, Nancy, I don't, don't sell yourself short, <laughs> right? Like we've all, Amen. we've all, we've all had to make these changes and pivots. And, um, I think that that's a reminder. I think always, you know, God's not done with us and God's constantly calling us into, 
into God's future. Um, even as we're standing on on the past and and, mm-hmm. and looking back, we look forward as well. Two years yeah. ago, I didn't even know what the word Zoom meant. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm actually not sure I did. Trying to get me into it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I think that's you know I, to you know, Erica to to what your point of what you just brought up. I don't know. I mean, we're still figuring it out. Uh, we know it's going to be different, um, and uh, but we're all still figuring it out. Like everybody, we're still figuring it out and navigating and, you know, taking steps forward where we can and readjusting as we need to. And, um, just trying to, to figure it all out together. Yes. (laughs) Um, I, it's been really interesting my time here at PSNE working on this mid council level that I feel like we have this big picture trying to figure it out and middle picture trying to figure out and at the worshiping community level, trying to figure it out. And I kind of like that we're all doing it together at the same time. I'm, um, I'm really enjoying this moment that we're in, even as it is uncomfortable and pivoting and changing and all that stuff. I also, I, I loved that. I looked out on your newsletter and saw that 50th celebration that like, it was still happening that we're, we're, we're just moving ahead. Yeah. I mean, if, uh, full confession here, right? We're Presbyterians. We like to confess. There were moments when I was like, we just need to postpone this thing. Like, <laughs> you know, we just, <laughs> we just postpone it, but I'm so glad we did. I'm so glad we did. Yeah. I am too. We put a lot of work into it, which, but it was worth every, everything we did. Yeah. So it was a difficult decision to do certain things because of the, the COVID thing out there. But we, I, I feel that, and with Kevin's help, especially that everything we did, we we were very cautious about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thinking about, I just, I'm going to brag on the church just a little bit if that's, <laughs> if that's okay. Thinking, thinking about thing, how things changed during the pandemic and 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 stuff. I think we, you know, it's easy to focus on, you know, the things we can't do, right? Um, or the things we have to kind of we adjust, not in ways we want to, but just so we can get through. Um, but then we've seen other opportunities that we wouldn't have had otherwise. Um, our church got involved with a, 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 minish, a local ministry called Woonsocket Community Meal. Woonsocket is a neighboring town. Um, uh, I mean, it's basically part of the same community. You know, it's all one mm-hmm. big community, really. Uh, I don't know. Rhode Islanders might, might not say so, but from the outside, <laughs> it's, it's all one big community. Um, but it's a, it's a, uh, the Winsaka community meal is just, it's a free lunch on Sunday afternoons for you know, the, technically, you know, for, for those who are, um, uh, you know, food uh, hungry, the homeless population that that's around and some that are just food insecure and just need a, an extra meal. Um, but they serve the meal on uh, Sundays, right at, it's like 1130 or it's right at, I think 1130 or noon is when the meals are served. Um, now, normally we would be in worship during that time, but because we had such a long time period of being all virtual, um, people could watch the, you know, join in the worship services kind of when they, when they wanted to, not necessarily at that one particular moment. Um, it freed us up and we got involved in that and making meals and bringing them out there and, you know, being on as part of that rotation that, that, that group has, that's a ministry in our community that we would not have even we would would have seen and right. said, "Well, we can't yeah. do it." Yeah, we're 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 otherwise occupied during this time. But the circumstances let us get involved, and now, um, even though we're in this hybrid 
you know, people can come and there's a live stream now and not pre-recorded at that time, it's still part of what some of our folks do on a regular basis um, that we wouldn't have otherwise gotten into that. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I, I think there are probably a lot of opportunities in this season. Some, some like this that, that appeared um, immediately. My, my own story is my, my older son has intellectual disability and can't really go to in-person worship, but he mm. can do all the streaming. And it never occurred mm. to me how much he would love that until yeah. it was there. So there are, I, I think there really have been beautiful things that have come out of this time. I'm also, I wish I could like time travel ahead 50 years yeah. and yeah. see sort of what we're doing the, the little seeds that we're planting now, what, mm. what that's going to turn into. Yeah. 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 I think we, we talked a little bit about that on Sunday in the, in the worship service about, you know, what are the things in 50 years we look back now and see basically these, this new expression of the faith of these churches and this new way that they said, this is, if we're going to keep proclaiming the gospel, this in this particular way and in this place, this is what we need to do. And so what are, what are the things in 50 years we're going to look back on now, you know, the times we're in now and go, oh, that actually was a place where we, we did something new or slightly different that had this effect on down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, that seems like a yeah. really fulfilling, joy-filled way to end. Yeah. <laughs> this oh, thank you all so, so much for taking time to talk to me today. I'm, I'm so enjoyed our conversation. Yes, thank thank you, Erica. We look forward to, uh, to listening to this. We, to sing, yeah. we, we may even get some of our congregation into podcasts now. <gasps> See, <laughs> planting seeds, we're doing it. Right. That's another word I didn't know either two years ago. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Life, right. is, life is ongoing for learning new things. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. Great.